Well, it's been a good morning already, hasn't it? It's been uh, you know, some of these songs we're hearing, great songs, and um, got great words to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the readings we've had, the prayers that have been prayed, you know, there's so much truth out there that we need to get into our lives. And um, as I was thinking in the long time I've had to prepare for this, <laughs> um, I was thinking sort of last year, um, I had one of those annoying moments when you put on your computer and nothing happens. I don't know whether you've ever been in that place. I know you've probably all got expensive computers, minus run of the mill. And, um, you know, I can go shopping once I've turned mine on to come back to then use it. (laughs) Um, It's got that speed to it. But once I put it on, I had what some people call the black screen of death. But there was a little bit of hope because my cursor was stuck there. So there was a bit of life there. And one of the greatest inventions in the world, Google. Um, if you've got a problem or an illness, Google is always the place to go first. So I looked at Google and it showed me how I could reboot my computer to take it back to where it was at the beginning to get rid of my problem so that it would then start afresh again, which is great because I wanted it to start. I wanted to see the great view that I have on my screensaver and I wanted to be able to use it. But there was a problem because... When you reboot the computer to this place, it takes it right back to the beginning. Which means it's going to wipe out everything that's on there. So that included my three pictures that I've got on my computer. And my 20 CDs that I've downloaded, plus the other thousands. But... I wasn't going to get to hear them anyway, so I rebooted the computer, and of course, we're strange beings, aren't we? It goes through this process of rebooting, and you just watch the screen all day, 1%, 2%, instead of just going away and letting it get on with it, you, you know, you have to watch it carefully. It rebooted, it came back to life, no music on there. No pictures on there, so I had to start reloading it again with everything. But it was rebooted. It went back to how the designer intended it to be. It was like having a clean slate. And it was quite nice for a while to be able to see it speedily working because there weren't much on there. I've soon stopped that again after today. But it was rebooted to that point. And it got me thinking about our lives. You know, as the days go through, our lives would get cluttered with lots of things. And we are in need of a reboot in our lives. But the great thing is, rather than waiting until we're too clogged up, there is actual provision every day for a fresh reboot. 
Every single one of us have got an opportunity to stand in that place of how the designer intended us to be every single morning when we wake up. These were the verses that I was thinking of. And it's found in the strangest of books, but incredible verses. Lamentations, chapter 3. And this is after reading verses about breaking your teeth, remembering your afflictions, and good old wormwood. You know, we always heard about that in old Pentecostal days, sermons about wormwood being the devil. But then this is what it says in verse 21. This I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Because of his compassions they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly. For the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke. In his youth. But it's that thought. About his mercies being new. Every morning. Great. Is your faithfulness. Mm. Every morning when we wake up. It's like we stand in a fresh place. With God. Because for that day. God says. My mercies are new for this day. You don't have to rely on the mercies of yesterday. You don't have to build up all of the issues in your life. All of the clogging up. You don't have to keep building that up day after day after day after day. Until there's a certain time when you maybe have to walk into a confessional. Or go and unload everything off of your life. His mercies are new every morning. They're new every morning. So it means when you rise tomorrow on Monday morning, which everybody loves who's got a work life, His mercies are new. They are new every morning. When you get up on a Saturday, which some of you have off, (laughs) His mercies are new every morning. As we got up this morning to come here to worship, His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. To understand where Jeremiah is coming from who wrote Lamentations, is to understand that You know, he wasn't exactly having a great time to sort of bring these issues out in his life. It's called Lamentations for a reason. It was written during a time of great grief and national mourning 
after the great city of Jerusalem fell to Babylon in around about 586 BC. I read that, that wasn't off the top of my head. (laughs) So at that time there was this grief that hit the nation. There was this national mourning. And Jeremiah penned these words through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And as you start the book, they're words of anguish. They're words of pain. They are laments, loud cries out to God. You know, we haven't had an easy 12 months. And it isn't just the past 12 months. Some of us have not had easy things going on in our lives even before then. Some of us have experienced grief. Some of us have experienced difficulties. Some of us have experienced illness, sickness, family issues. Many things going on. Life can be full of difficult situations and opportunities. There has been much grief over this 12 months. Now you can't turn on the news without hearing how many people have died. You know... Thankfully, this last week, it seems to be lifting a little bit. We actually saw two episodes of the news this week where Corona wasn't even mentioned. They're having to start to look for something else now going on in the world, thankfully. But when the nation is gripped in fear and in death, and you know, even yesterday, you know, a day of grief in the nation with the, the funeral of Prince Philip, You know, whether you're royal or not, you couldn't help but see the grief in the Queen as she was sitting on her own in that funeral. Grief, mourning, anguish, lament. In the darkest of times, we need hope. And that's what Jeremiah found in his heart, in his inspiration, in his writings, as he was expressing this grief, this lament, as this cry went up to God. It's almost like in the middle of all this, all of a sudden he found hope. Because he realised in his heart, even in the darkest of times, God will not cast off his people. He will not cast off his people. Because his mercies are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. Every morning, no matter what he was going through, there could be a reboot in his life to rediscover the power, the strength, the grace, the love, the incredibleness of God. And that that God would never let him go. His mercies. It comes from a Greek word, and I don't know many Greeks. Nice kebabs every now and again. When I did Greek in college, I could just about know how to pronounce something, but if you haven't done Greek, I can sound impressive now. Chesed. Or chesed. Chesed. And it doesn't just mean mercy. It's a big word. It means covenant love. It means steadfast love. 
Great love, grace, mercy, goodness, forgiveness, compassion. All of these words are in this word chesed. So it isn't just about, you know, I always remember we used to try and describe the difference between grace and mercy. You know, grace is getting something from God we don't deserve. Mercy is God withholding something that we do deserve. But this word here is more than that. It's about the steadfast love of the Lord that never ceases. You know, what a great chorus that is. His mercies, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. You know, if Joel was here, now he'd be singing this to you. (laughs) Maybe I will at the end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Every morning represents God's grace... In giving us a new beginning. There are no long accounts with God. Because of Christ. There are no longer big accounts with God. His mercies are new every morning. And it's almost like Jeremiah was getting a glimpse of that now. His mercies are new every day. The incredible mercy of God. This thought is seen through the Psalms. I'm just going to read a few of these verses in the Psalms. Psalm 59 and verse 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defence and refuge in the day of my troubles. This is a psalm of David. And he says, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. If you want to inspire yourself when you wake up on a Monday ready to go to work, sing aloud of his mercies. Lord, today your mercy is new for me. My life has been rebooted. I can do this in the day of my trouble. Because you are a refuge, O God. And when you know something of the life of David, especially during the time when he was being pursued by Saul, it wasn't an easy time in his life. And yet through that, David realised that new every day were the mercies of God. And as he rose up in the morning, he would sing about that. You know, he is a great musician at heart. And he would sing of that mercy. Psalm 90 and verse 14. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. It's almost like a key to finding something of gladness and joy in our hearts through the days of the week and the days of our lives. If we can discover the mercy of God and stand in that place of His mercy, His great love, His incredible covenant love, His steadfast love, if we can stand in that place in the morning, there will be something of joy in our hearts through the day. You know, joy isn't about the absence of problems. 
Joy is something that realises there is something out there that is bigger than the problems. Something or someone that can carry us through. And God can take us through those moments. Psalm 92 and verse 2. To declare your loving kindness. Now again that's the word hesed there rather than mercy. To declare your loving kindness in the morning. And your faithfulness at night. And it begins it is good to give thanks to the Lord. And to sing praises in your name. Declare his mercy in the morning. Declare his loving kindness. Remind yourself. That the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies will never come to an end. They are new every morning. Remind yourself as you declare it, as you speak it out. That God is with you. And the final psalm, Psalm 143 and verse 8. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. That one I had to ponder a bit. I thought, cause me to hear your loving kindness. There's a sense in which maybe God is whispering that into our hearts every morning when we rise up. And all we need to do is hear it. To hear that still small voice saying, Mercy. Mercy. I love you. There is mercy. You know, David, both in his reading and in his prayer this morning, mentioned it. It's good to be in contact with Everyone else missed it, but... Always in touch. You know, we read from Ephesians 2, for God who is rich in mercy. He's rich in it. May he whisper that into our hearts that we may hear his loving kindness, hear his hesed, hear his mercy, that we would rise up and be able to face the day and whatever the enemy whispers in our hearts, we will know that we can face the day. And we can know that we are his and his alone. That nothing can take us Out of that grip. Even Moses. On receiving the law for a second time. He said in Exodus 34. God you are abounding in mercy. You are abounding in chesed. I know I pronounce it different every time. (laughs) You are abounding it. And it spoke of a faithfulness in a relationship. You are abounding in this there is so much and I find that you know it's great that he's getting a law yet he's hearing about mercy it's like Moses really understood what was going on here it wasn't yes you know the law would direct Israel for that season but there is something bigger here God you abound in mercy and again he wrote in Numbers 14 The Lord is slow to anger and is filled with love. Mm. And again, that word love there is this word chesed. Your unfailing 
love. He's slow to anger and he's filled with this. And Isaiah the prophet wrote in 54.10, My unfailing love for you will not be shaken. And again it's that word chesed. It will not be shaken. It was a message of the prophets. It was a message of Moses, of the law. The message was there for the people, even of Israel, to discover something of the heart of God, that there could be a reboot in their lives every day. If they would just bring themselves to God, God would renew them every day. Because His mercies were new every morning. And of course the greatest message of this has to be Jesus. Jesus was the one who came to display this mercy. To communicate this mercy. To be this mercy for us. He was the message. He was the sign. He was the peace. He was the steadfast love. And the faithfulness and the grace and the mercy. And I love these words from Zachariah's prophecy. You know, as he just receives that babe into his arms and he begins to prophesy over the child. This is what he says. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, He comes to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. And then the child grew and became strong in spirit. Through the tender mercy of our God, the day spring of high has now come and visited us. Another version says... Through the heartfelt mercies of our God, God's sunrise will break in upon us, sitting on those in darkness, those sitting in the shadows of death, then showing us the way, some first at a time, down the path of peace. I can't read my own writing there. But he comes... Strong into the darkness. He comes to those who are sitting in this place of death. Again, that place where Jeremiah was. This place of lament. He comes because our lives without Christ are lives of lament. Because we are lost. We are heading on a road of death. And destruction. But the day spring, as the new King James says, and here, the sunrise, God's sunrise, will break in upon us. Jesus comes and breaks into this lament, and he is the sign of the great mercies of God. And because of Jesus, because of the cross that we've remembered here this morning, Because of the blood that was shed. Because of the body that was broken. Because of the sacrifice. Because of this great expression of mercy and steadfast love. And covenant love. A covenant that was beyond the old covenant. This was a covenant that broke through with mercy and grace for the people. 
A covenant that Jeremiah saw in the middle of his lament. That the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies will never come to an end. They are new every morning. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Zachariah holding that child. Great is thy faithfulness. I've seen the sign of the mercy. That is available to all mankind. And through the cross. Through the resurrection. Through the ascension. Through all he did for us. There is that provision of new beginnings. No wonder Paul could write about being a new creation. And I'm sure for him, it wasn't just a a one-off blessing as he thought about it. Because every morning he would wake up in the mercy and grace of God. And I'm sure he would declare, because he was a murderer. He was one who would try and hunt down Christians. He was one who would try to destroy this religion. But he knew the mercy. He knew. He met the one. He met the day spring. Through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed. We're not consumed. You know just to. To meditate on that for a while. We can live each day. We are not consumed. We are not in that place of. Continual judgment with his stick all the time. Because of his great mercies. Because his compassions, they fail not. There will not be a day when his compassion stops. You know, it's too late now. Christ has come. He can't all of a sudden backtrack and say, Oh, well, I I think I'll destroy it all now anyway. I'm fed up now. His compassions will fail not. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. You know, out of the lament now, Jeremiah is saying, The Lord is my portion in my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. Mm. Now, if you ever wake up on a day and you think, I don't know whether I can get through this day. I don't know whether I can really... Give it my best shot. Just remember his mercies are new every morning. That's the hope. If the situations around you seem to be engulfing you, overshadowing you, the pressures of all that's going on in the world today are stirring your heart so much, you you know, you feel clouded under. And I'm sure we've all had moments in our lives where we've felt the big cloud over our lives descending down upon us. Even in that, may we hear the whisper of God say, My mercies are new for you today. My compassion is going to fail not. Because every day I'm going to reboot your life. Every morning, there's a reboot. It doesn't matter about yesterday's disasters. There's a reboot today. My mercy for you. Tomorrow, my mercy for you. Oh, but what about what I did? My mercy for you is new every morning.
Amen. Amen.